being ushered in the most important day in the life of David Duane. The pilots huddled about an oil fire in an odorous tomb, pretending to find heat in it, but quite able to see one another's breath, and all continually flexing their ungloved hands to keep the frost from creeping in. By the smoky light of the oil lantern hanging from a wooden hook on a pole which reached across the upper half of the skin tent, these men looked like arctic bears with human masks. Their militskas were huge and shaggy, and bulging because of the flying suits underneath. Their legs, encased in stump-like pimmies, enhanced the impression. They were not dressed in accordance with thin regulations, for each had his own idea on how to keep warm. Besides, could they not allow themselves a liberty in many things, considering their post here? The Russians were less than 30 kilometers to the east, and the Russians were persistent in advancing to suicide upon the daggers and into the bullets of the stubbornly resisting handful of Finns. And supporting these valiant troops in white was Squadron 3. If gas could be gotten, if bullets and bombs and engine parts came up, then Squadron 3 could continue to carry on. But gas, so far north, was dear, and bullets and bombs were few for not much weight can be carried by air transport, especially when nearly all available planes were battling bitterly in the south with an enemy of tremendous superiority in the air as well as on the ground. And on those days when planes could be had, then the weather was too bad and the transport pilots must brave the danger of missing this hastily organized port and flying far out into the Arctic Sea to be lost in the eerie flare of the northern lights. It was a suicide post, just as it was a suicide war. Not one man in this group really expected to come out alive. Shot down behind Russian lines, a pilot became prey to furious troops, if he did not freeze. I do not think it is so, said a young Finn lieutenant. I think it is something which gets into a man's head. A premonition which takes the form of a vision. I saw no vision, replied David Duane's right wingman. What he saw was a mirage, like the city Galahad saw when he parted from Sir Percival and mounted up into the sky. I think it was a vision, said the lieutenant. Three men have seen it now, and those three are gone. Sarge saw it, and Sarge is gone. Why haven't the rest of us seen it? Why haven't I seen it? I who led his flight. Perhaps said David. You are to be with us yet a while, our machine gun sweetheart. And perhaps not, said the lieutenant with a shrug. But I still say... It's a mirage, said the right wing man. Though I can't claim any such travels as our pet wolf David, still I have seen a thing or two. And once in the Arctic, I saw a mirage of a town. It must have been a mirage because everyone else saw it as well. Ah, you defeat yourself. The rest of us do not see this mirage, and those who have seen it have not been with us more than a week or two thereafter. I'm not superstitious, but if I see it, I'm quite sure I shall make a will and pass out from sheer fright. No doubt, said David, ironically. And take half a dozen of the red gentlemen along with you to ply you with bromides. There are too many things about this north which are strange to me for me to doubt anything. Then don't doubt that it's just a mirage. All this nonsense. The Laps believe in such a city, said a captain. Or at least they believe in such a land beyond this. Their word for God is also their word for sky. Jumala. And they keep speaking of a heaven on top of the hills. Easy. 
and their Pujola isn't unlike the Norse Valhalla. Only those killed in battle can go to Pujola, and our three brothers were very certainly warriors. If they saw Pujola... It's just a mirage! Why there's such a mirage in Alaska? In the winter, it appears to be a city built on the clouds, perfect in every detail. Why, it's so real that a pilot in the United States Army flew right into it trying to find out what town it was. <laughs> and you all admit that this country is crazy with mirages. Why, only yesterday, I almost pulled my ship apart trying to get away from a flight of our red friends, only to look back and discover that they hadn't existed, except as reflections on the air. Well, maybe what I saw was just a picture projected from a real red flight perhaps far to the south. Saj didn't make any ordinary town of it. He described to me a city which couldn't possibly exist in this day.